Hello and welcome in to Maroon and Bold. I am your sports editor and host, Austin Chastain, along in the Zoom call with staff reporter Christian Boer. Christian, how's it going for you, man? Um, you know, we I think we talk about classes like every week, but I mean, how how are things for you personally going on right now? Going well, man. I'm doing all right. What about yourself? You know, I I really can't complain, man. You know, a lot of good stuff's going on. Um, you know, we're recording this on Valentine's Day, so, you know, a lot of excitement in the air. I'm really excited for the candy sales. Um, you know, there's always at least 50% off candy at, at Meyer the day after Valentine's Day. So um, <laughs> you, can, you can find me at, at Meyer tomorrow uh, on Monday to go pick up some, some cheap candy. Um, Cause that's a lot, you know, the last thing I need. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, we're recording this on Valentine's day. So we kind of came up with an idea that I think is going to be, I, I want to say hilarious, but I think we can stop short of hilarious. Cause I mean, you know, it's kind of what we do. Um, but I think it'll be a lot of fun, but, uh, you know, Christian, before we start, um, I, I think I know the answer, um, and I, I think you and I have a very similar answer, but you got any, any plans for the, the, big, the big Valentine's Day holiday? Nah, man, I'm going to go eat food with my mom, my dad probably, and uh, nah, nah, you know, it's, it's fun to sit here and laugh, but honestly, man... Nah, nothing big going on. Um, I'll be playing her close to the vest this year as typical. You know, years past, same answer. So just hanging out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm in I'm in the same camp. Um, I'm actually back in my hometown and um, hanging out with the parents, taking care of my dogs this week. So um, it'll be a lot of fun. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you could say Valentine's Day is a crock. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. But that sounds like a good time to go hang out with your folks and eat some eat some food and stuff like that. Um, yeah, no, I'll be I'll be by myself. Um, you know, they tell them five hundred start is is today, so I'm I'm really excited about that. So big racing guy, big NASCAR guy. So. Um, that is how I'm going to be spending my Valentine's Day, uh, drinking by myself and watching the Daytona 500. Again, I say it like every time I reference drinking, I'm 23. It's fine. So um, before we get into the the fun stuff, um, let's just kind of touch around some of other CMU sports. Um, quick news update. The gymnastics team picked up a two-point, two-full-point victory in its home opener against Northern Illinois on Thursday. Um, that moves CMU to two and two on the campaign, um, going to Bowling Green next week, I believe. And then the CMU volleyball team suffered a weekend sweep at Western Michigan. Both matches were three to one at Reed Fieldhouse in Kalamazoo. Chippewas fall, I think, two games below 500 at this point. So, uh, 
I think they, and they travel to Buffalo next weekend, Thursday and Friday. Make sure you follow along with Catherine Schultz for that one, um, for that series. Other than that, I, and we'll t- we'll talk about some of the other other games going on around the CMU sports community. But I wanted to get right into the I wanted to get into the fun stuff since it's Valentine's Day. And honestly, this idea hatched very quickly. So this this could go off the rails very quickly. And I, you know what? That's fine. Um, but I got this idea that we, instead of just us talking about CMU sports, you know, kind of how we normally do is kind of like a, you know, like a, like a little bit of a track, like, Oh, we're going to talk about the women's team. We're going to talk about the men's team. We're going to talk about volleyball for a second. With Valentine's Day, I kind of almost wanted to make fun of it. Uh, like I said, because you know, uh, you know, I, this year, this particular year, I think Valentine's Day is a crock. So I'm, I'm I want to make fun of it. And I know a lot of people are, uh, you know, on the on that Tinder grind or on that Bumble grind. Um, So we're, we're going to, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about CMU sports, not, you know, not particular athletes, because that's wildly inappropriate, but we're going to talk about CMU sports Tinder style. So what's going to happen is I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up a profile, right? I'm going to bring up an idea, a profile, going to throw a little bit of facts in there, like a bio, Right. You know, um, you know, I like long walks on the beach. I, you know, like watching The Office on, on well, now Peacock TV, um, whatever. And then Christian is going to decide whether to swipe right or swipe left. Obviously, swiping right is, yes, I agree with this. I think this is a good idea. This is what should happen. And he, or he's going to swipe left and say, no, hell no, I don't want this to happen. So I, I, I think that covers pretty much the, oh, and, and you do get one super like, you can swipe up if you love an idea. Fair enough. Oh yeah. All right. Sounds good. So I think we've laid out the parameters enough. Um, I know Christian has a couple of ideas. I have a couple of ideas written down. So I think we're just going to get right into it. Women's basketball. We're going to start with women's basketball. Picked up a huge win on Saturday in McGurk over Kent State. And a huge by huge win, I mean, like, we're talking Mac standings changing win, right? Right now, I believe CMU is somewhere in the realm of the three, four, or five seed right now as a standing sit. Top eight go to, only the top eight go to Cleveland. There's no campus site games this year. Um, so the first profile that we're going to, that we're going to talk about, I'm going to bring up to Christian. Should do you like the idea of Central Michigan having the one seed in the MAC tournament? Now here's the bio. The last four years, CMU has been the one seed as Chippewas have won the MAC regular season championship. 
2017, quarterfinal loss to Western Michigan. 2018, number one seed champions. But they were all close games of three points, three points, and five points. And I believe the championship game went to overtime against Buffalo, I want to say. 2019, a semifinal loss to Buffalo and needed a buzzer beater in regulation in the quarterfinal against Eastern Michigan. Presley Hudson hitting that God-tier runner at the buzzer. I, I still don't know how she hit it, but she's Presley Hudson. That's why. Um, Chippewas ended up winning that game, I think, 88-80. Uh, but still, needed the buzzer beater to get there. And then last year, before COVID turned the world upside down, a loss in the quarterfinal to Toledo, and quite frankly, that game wasn't really close in the second half. So, so Christian, swiping right or swiping left on CMU's women's team having the number one seed? I'm going to go left on this one just because I don't think it really matters all that much. Um, like you said, their history of being the one seed while they've been at the last four years, they've taken home one title. So I don't really think it matters a ton. Um, and for that reason, I just think that as, as long as they get in, they're going to be a threat to win it. And I don't see a future where they don't get in. I think they're like nine games ahead of the nine seed right now in terms of wins because they've played all of their games. So, uh, yeah, I – I'm going to swipe left because I just don't think that seeding really matters a ton. Fair enough. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, so I know you wrote down some ideas. You you want to hit, hit me with one real quick? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. Um. So my first one is a football question and it's, Daniel Richardson being the starting quarterback for the Chippewas in 2021. So a couple of pros and cons of Daniel Richardson. Number one, he is the most in-game experienced quarterback on the roster. He was brought in by McElwain in McElwain's first year. The two have a very good relationship. Um, He's the most aware of the offense. And he played in four games last season, and the Chippewas were three and one in games that he started a season ago. True, and that and that one loss was that absolute shootout against Western. Um, see, that's funny because that I'm going to ask a, a similar question later. Um, but I'm, I'm going to, I think I'm going to swipe left on this one. Um, you know, Richard Richardson showed a lot of talent. He, he showed a lot of poise kind of, I don't want to say unexpectedly taking the starting role last year. Um, I mean, I think he had an expectation that he was going to play and that he was, he was going to start. Um, but I mean, the, you, a lot of people, a lot of fans were thinking that David Moore was going to start. So, and when, when he was unavailable, Richardson just kind of stepped in and, and he, and he played well. Let's not doubt that. I mean, like Christian said, I mean, CMU was three and one in the four games that he, he started, he played in and started. And, and like, and like I said, that, that one loss was a, 
a one score thriller against Western um, that I mean, it did come down to the last two minutes. Like it didn't, it didn't look like it seemed you had to claw its way out, but um, it came down to the last two minutes. So you, 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 there's a lot of talent um, with Richardson. And I, I think he, um, you know, does a lot of things well, but I, I am going to swipe left. I, I, I think, um, I, th- I think uh, the new guy, Jacob Sermon, I think is going to be be the starter um, just with his experience at the Power 5 level. I know he didn't have a ton of it over there, um, over at Washington, but I think there's something to be said for what a four-star quarterback coming to Central and being at that Power 5 level, having that, that coaching experience with, uh, with, I think, Chris Peterson. He was still at Washington at that point, I think. Um, so that's 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 my that's my thought. A swiping, like that's a hesitant swiping left. That's like it's like, man, I don't know. Like, what do I do? What do I do? You just kind of close your eyes and, and go one way, you know. So that's that's what that's that's how we're gonna go about that. Okay, um, I'm gonna ask you a football question. I'm a, I'll actually ask all of my football questions just right in a row. If that's yeah, cool with sure. you. All right, cool. Let's do it. Um, so I'm I'm actually going to ask your thoughts on a starting quarterback, and I'm going to ask you about Jacob Sermon. Do you think Sermon is going to be the starter? Swipe left, swipe right. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to agree with this one. I think that he will be. Um, I think that the thing with him is he's just a big dude, good size. He's got a rocket arm. Uh, I think if they're able to tap into his potential and what – I think a lot of people thought he could be at Washington. Uh, this offense is going to be dangerous because he does have a good arm and there's plenty of talent around him. So I think he wins the job out of the spring camp and out of fall camp. And and if they're able to tap him into it and uh, get him going, then they could be dangerous offensively. All right. So that's a, that's a, right, that's a swiping right for Christian. One left, one right so far for for, for Christian. Um, another one, kind of a you know trivial kind of thing. Again, I'm, I'm a dork. I think like this. I kind of think traditions. But will we see a traditional spring game in in your mind? I know when we talked to Jim McElwain, you know, uh, this week, he had mentioned that they're going to try to do some scrimmages in spring camp. But do you think that translates? And he didn't. We didn't. We we didn't discuss a spring game because the schedule is still very fluid, and it will have to be uh, amid you know the pandemic. But will we see some form of a, a traditional spring game uh, this year? That's a good question. I I'm leaning towards no, uh, because a lot of what has happened in college football is. The spring game is essentially turning into an open practice. And um, I remember the days where you'd line it up offense against defense and defense would get points for tackles for loss and interceptions and offense would get points. Those were the days, man. But now it's just kind of evolving into that, um, that you know, open practice, allowing people into the stadium. And I don't think there's really 
a great chance that they allow fans in for an open practice simply because there's so many risk factors that come along with that, especially during a pandemic. So I'm going to go ahead and swipe left on this one. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, with, with my thought on that, just real quick, you know, we, we haven't, we, we saw fans in McGurk for about two weeks and then the, the, you know, the UK variant or whatever they call it, I think it's B117 or whatever the hell it is. I don't, I honestly, I don't know. Um, that kind of that eliminated fans from going into McGurk. I know there were fans at Western for the women's basketball game, and I think there were some there for the volleyball there were fans game. Fans yesterday yeah. in McGurk. There were fans. Okay, so there were fans Saturday in 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 McGurk. So that's okay. So that's good. So at least that has started to open up a little bit more. Thank you for that. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that we can uh, get get the chance to see you guys um, back in back in McGurk and hopefully in Kelly shorts in the fall. Uh, last football question for you. Uh, s- next fall, swipe left, swipe right, seven wins in a bowl game. That's interesting. Um, so the non-conference schedule is LSU, Missouri, Robert Morris, and Florida International. And then obviously you have the um, the eight-game conference slate. No, this is a tough one. Um, hmm. Top of my head, not really diving into the um, the numbers or who's coming back and who's not just because – like everybody could come back. I would say seven wins is a fair estimate. I would say that's yeah, I'll swipe right on that. I think that because I think they'll go two and two in non-conference. And that would leave them five wins. Depending on how that uh their draw in the Mackey shakes out, I think they could win seven games. Yeah. All right. So seven wins and a bowl game? Yes. All right, sweet. Okay. Updating the standings. Two swipe lefts for Christian, two swipe rights. I've been writing them down because I don't know why. But two lefts, two rights for Christian. Um, I think, yeah, well, Christian, you're up. All right, got another football one for you. Um, this one is uh, swipe right, swipe left on Kobe Lewis and Lou Nichols being the top running back duo in the Mid-American Conference. Now, last season, um, there were a couple of groups from the MAC East that kind of held it. Obviously, Buffalo, um, Ohio with Demontre Tuggle and O'Shawn Allison. Um but, you know, off the top of my head, Caleb Honey's gone from Ball State. Um, Western, I think, is going to bring back both of their starting running backs. Uh, but, I mean, you you look at what Nichols and Kobe Lewis did. They combined for over 1,000 yards. Lou Nichols was the freshman of the year. So there's a lot of potential there. Um, what are your thoughts, swipe right, swipe left, being those two being the top duo in the MAC? That is a really good question. 
you're right. They both of those guys showed a lot of promise. They showed a lot of, but the thing is, the offensive line got a little bit depleted toward the end of the year, or end of the year, like in that second half of the six game schedule. So the the running game took a bit of a hit, honestly. And you know Richardson got sacked a couple more times. Uh, you know Ty Brock had to scramble, like he was running for his life a little bit um, when when he was in. Um, but in terms of Kobe Lewis and Lou Nichols being the top duo in the Mac, because I mean Jarrett Patterson's gone from Buffalo. Yes. And I mean, you know, Ohio's backs were solid, but I don't think. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna swipe right. I'm gonna swipe right. That that CMU's running back duo will be top in the conference. I don't know if both of them are gonna hit 1,000 yards like like the like Lewis and Jonathan Ward did in 2019. I just don't see that. Um. But at the same time, I mean, like you said, Lou Nichols showed a lot of promise with with what he was able to do. Um, that NIU game really, uh, I mean, obviously that was a huge game for him. That one stood out. Um, you know, I think he ended up having three all-purpose touchdowns in that game. Um, so that was that was the big one. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and swipe right on that one. I, I think that's a I think that's a pretty fair challenge and I think I think those guys will will rise up to the challenge and take care of business. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think the the, the potential's there for them to be the best group in the MAC and if they can get that offensive line rewired and figured out then uh, their run game's going to be dangerous. For sure. All right. Um baseball starting this week. I think they go to Stephen F Austin. In the op- for the opening weekend. MAC champs in 2019, both regular season and tournament. 2021, there will not be a MAC tournament. So the regular season champ will earn the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. That said, I think it's what a 56 game schedule, 40 games in the MAC. That's a lot of MAC games. I mean, they, they went from 23, I think in the early 2010s to 27 in the last couple of years now to 40 kind of how that's going to work out is they're going to play 10 weekends with four games per weekend of single games on Friday and Sunday and doubleheader on Saturday. Um, swiping left or right on a MAC championship repeat. I mean, because there was no MAC champion in 2020. So swiping left on CMU base, swiping left or right, excuse me, left or right on CMU baseball winning another MAC championship. I'll go right on that. I think they've got the team to do it. I think that you bring back so many dudes from that squad that went and beat Miami in the, that was an awesome game, just thinking about it. Uh, but, I do. I think they can win the the MAC again. I think that they have the most returning talent, and really, they showed a lot in the limited time that they got last year. And now, 
everybody's back and motivated. And so I think that that's a fair assessment to think that they'll win the Mid-American Conference. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, they kind of steamrolled all, all the MAC squads last year, or in 2019, excuse me. Um, it's part of that, I think, 22-game winning streak or 19. I can't remember. Is it 19, 22? I think it was, ended up being maybe 20. I don't remember. Anyway, that an, an incredibly long winning streak. It was so long, I can't remember how many games it was. Cause some of those games kind of blended together. But um, but anyway, that, that winning streak um, and and through the tournament, I mean, CMU just steamrolled everybody. I mean, it wasn't – I think they ended up playing – two or three games in in uh in the MAC tournament and and won them all easily including that championship game and just kind of rolled over everyone. So yeah, I I would I would agree with that. I would also swipe right on on team baseball winning the MAC championship. Before I get to my last one, I I think this one might be the funny one, but do you have any any other ones before I get to my last one? Yeah, we got one men's basketball question. All right, so my men's basketball question is uh, swipe right or swipe left, them having a better a better record in the Mid-American Conference next year. Now, a couple of uh, facts. They haven't signed a recruit in 2021. So as of now, the same squad that takes the court, then whenever they play again, the will be the one that they have next year. So potentially you could see everybody else bring in a couple of recruits while Central Michigan just stays the same. Again, only two wins so far in the max, so not particularly hard to have a better finish, but at the same time <laughs> – in my opinion, right now, it's hard to see him getting much better. So, uh, buy or sell, swipe right, swipe right or swipe left. The Chippewas finishing. You know what? No, I'll, I'll tack on a layer. The Chippewas making it to Cleveland next year in the top eight. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to answer that question. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. Um, but our fellow reporter, Mitch Vosberg, who we had on the show, I think last week went through and has, has looked at all the rosters from the last five years for all 12 Mac teams. And he, he examined the transfers for all of those, those rosters. Um, I'm not gonna spell. I'm not gonna spill what he what he found, but there is something to be said when you only bring in guys for two years or one year. In some cases, they don't gel well together, and you could kind of see that it last year, even with some of those mainstays like Kevin McKay, David DeLeo, even Rob Montgomery, Dallas Morgan those guys worked really well together, even though they only had a little bit of time together. Um, and then you saw some of the new guys come in last year, Devontae Lane, Trayvon Broadway, Deshaun Winston, who opted out for the season and is looking to play somewhere else. And then you bring in a new, new crop of transfers, very few freshmen, 
But I think, I think that second year, next year, that second year of those guys being together, depending on who comes back and who leaves, you know, however it works out, but those guys playing together again, having more opportunities to, to gel and to play on the same floor, on the same team, I think they could be better. You know, I, I mean, it's like, like, like you said, Christian, it's not hard to beat two wins. Um, I think they're what, two and nine, two and 10 at this point. Something along those lines. Yeah. So, something along those lines. So it's not hard. It's not going to be hard. I think to have a, I think they're two and nine because they, I mean, still have a outside, but mathematical chance to get to Cleveland this year. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and swipe right on them getting to Cleveland, having a better record in 2022. We'll call it 2022. All right. I I honestly, it's hard for me to pick a side on that one. I would have to, uh, because on one end, yeah, they're right now they're not great, but at the same time, I think that another year together would be good. So I'll buy it right now. Yeah. So At we, least getting in to, to Cleveland. Right. Well, I mean, you would probably need to have more than two wins to get there. But, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> Keno Davis talks all the time about a finish. You know, this, his team's not being a finished product quite yet. Getting there toward the end of the season. I think and, and this this year's and I'm, I'm going to ask you about this year's team, but. You know, I think another year would be closer to a finished product than what I think you've seen recently. Um, so-called, I'm not sure what a finished product looks like to him, but um, there's obviously a thought there. So it'll be, yeah, I, I like it. I like it. All right. My question, and keep in mind, you do have one swipe up, one super like. This year's men's team not getting to Cleveland. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll I'll use it if this is your last question, right? Yeah, I'll super like that. They're not. It's not going to happen. They're what three games out with five to play. Although they do have a couple of cancellations that need to be made up. Um, and at that point, going off winning percentage, they're not close. Uh, so. Yeah, I definitely – I mean, yeah, if they go on a tear and come back and get to Cleveland, then I'll eat my words. But as of right now, the math backs up the opinion that they're not going to make the MAC tournament this year. Yeah, agreed. That that if, Yeah, I mean, I think since this is the last question, I'll use my super like here as well. I mean, it, it kind of is a little bit of a, you know, low-hanging fruit with – now, oh, they're three games out with only a handful left. But, I mean, anything can happen where they, like you said, go on just an absolute tear. They figure they somehow snap into it and figure it out and go on and, and take care of business. I, I would agree. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so you'll, you'll, you, you will see one. You will see CMU at the, at the MAC tournament, but it will be the women's team only, I think. Um, but like you said, if the men's team figures it out and somehow gets to Cleveland, you know, I'll I'll eat my words. I'll I'll come on here and and you know have a ten minute apology or something like that. You know, 
we'll we'll figure it out but but yeah that that's my super like um on 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 this um let's see i think that just about wraps everything up i mean do you got do you do you have any do you have anything that uh no sir no all right well um yeah no i think pretty short episode this week but you know christian's gotta get his way down to his gotta gotta get on his way to to his hometown go have some have some lunch with his folks going out with the with the family a little bit um you know i get to go like i said go hang out with the dogs go take care of them so it's going to be fun um yeah i think that, that yeah i think that's it so um make sure follow along christian on t- with christian on twitter at cboer underscore follow along with me at chastain aj again on twitter uh you can find us at CM Life Sports. You can find all of our reporters. We have, we actually have now what four reporters, four four of y'all total. Um, you can find all of our reporters at CM Life Sports. You can find all of our Central Michigan coverage um, at CM Life at cm-life.com. All of our social, other social media channels. Um, find us here on our on our podcast. We have. Oh goodness! Uh, at least a couple of different podcasts. Um, I think that you know at least one other sports podcast. One quick note too: congratulations is in order for Christian. Christian, why don't you tell? Why don't you tell the people exa- exactly what what uh, what your new gig is? Yeah, I was confused there for a second. I was like, why Why do you need to congratulate? I don't think it's that big of a deal, but uh, basically I just got a freelance writing gig at, at Sports Illustrated All-Lions, uh, which is a it's a neat little site that I just kind of discovered, and um, the, the leader of it reached out to me and um, offered me a chance to go write some freelance stories for him. So pretty cool opportunity. I'm excited about it. I'm uh, actually working on my first one right now. And I'm stoked to uh, to get going with them and and that website because it's it's really cool to see that it's kind of the branch of Sports Illustrated that is all about the Detroit Lions, which is really neat. And I'm a, as a lifelong Lions fan, I'm excited to contribute to it. Yeah, out of boy for sure, for sure. Like I said, uh, big time congratulations. That's I mean, Sports Illustrated. That's pretty pretty big. So, um, but yeah, so big time congratulations there. Um, and like I said, follow along with us all the time. CMLifeandLife.com. We, we got your, uh, got your Chippewa coverage and follow along with Christian, like you said, with his, uh, new, new lions writing gig. Um, other than that for Christian and our podcast editor, Ben Ackley, I am Austin Chastain. Thank you so much for watching, listening, tuning in. We will talk to you again when we meet again.